I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Self-Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, Self-Helpful listeners, and welcome to the Peak Wellness episode, where we seek to strengthen our bodies, our foundations, and build our lives on top of them. In this episode, why placebos are more important than real medicine. Everyone has heard of the placebo effect, of course, and it's usually thought of negatively. We don't want mind games to fix us. We want a literal ingredient, right? A treatment to fix us. But here's the deal. Our attitudes and expectations can cause a placebo to heal you or cause a literally beneficial treatment to fail you. What you expect has such a dramatic effect on your reality, on the real results. And that's not conjecture, that's clinical. So do you expect your exercise to enhance your health? Do you expect your nutritional supplements to enhance your health? Do you expect your efforts to eat healthy and to enhance your life overall? Are they going to work? I mean, the bigger issue is your awareness of how you feel and what you expect from all these efforts and even your propensity to continue these efforts. If you have doubt or bitterness in regards to any of your efforts, you are likely sabotaging them. But you'll be incredibly well served to increase your positive expectations of improvement. So I'm joined, of course, by Randy James, medical doctor, functional medicine expert and owner of True Life Medicine. And you're about to hear how he and I have such great faith that our expectations are incredibly powerful placebos in our overall levels of health and wellness. We talk about placebo so often and I titled this one Placebo Advantage because, yeah, well, because mm-hmm. you and I, I'll start right there off the top of you and I talking. I mean, it's been years now of us going, so we don't often get sick. True story. I mean, we just, we don't, not that we never do, but we don't often. I think if you, I don't know if there's some norm out there of how often people. Well, let's kind of talk about that. Okay. Because I ask that question of every patient and as I'm going down my list, I'll say, how often do you get sick? So, Kevin, how often do you get sick? Mm, historically, I'd yeah, say yeah. once a year I'll get a little bit of something, though March of, we're now a year away from it. A year ago today would have been March 2020, and I had the longest. Uh, right. You were the sickest, the longest. Yeah, ever. might have been COVID. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the weird COVID type stuff. I never got tested, but that was the... Longest before that, 
once a year, nothing that ever kept me from doing anything, but I did get, before I met you, I would get a yearly strep throat that I'd have to get an antibiotic for. I wouldn't get past it. And that's kind of where most people would say that's pretty normal. So most people hearing this, if, if you're thinking to yourself, well, how often do, do I get sick? And I say, even the sniffles, most people are going to be, oh, the sniffles? Yeah, you know, two, three, four times a year is, you know, two to four years, what normal people will say. Yeah. And I would say that's normal in America. That's I was gonna pretty say, common. And, and the, the, the increase, uh, the norm continues to increase. The norm. I, I don't know about that. Like, I would, I would ex- suspect that. I would, I'm saying experientially, just talking to people and oh, I've got a cold or I've got a, it seems, it seems more often. Now, granted, you know, my reticular activator is probably on and I'm more, I'm listening for it more. Either way. Well, it, but then the flip side of that is how often should that be? And I would venture a guess, and this is going to lead back us to our activated placebo kind of whatever, is um, that humans do get sick. So you and I are not talking through functional medicine saying, oh, you could live a life and eat a certain way to never get a cold. That's ridiculous. Everybody's going to get a cold. But I think it ought to be about once every three to five years. Okay, well, I am biased by growing up. As a kid, I was given a pamphlet of Jet from Jack Elaine. It was like workouts and stuff. Remember him? I do. Yeah. You got to be, I mean, he's, he was past our generation. Really. So I was, he just died recently. Really? I was, just, I was, was a kid. In the 90s. That, well, that was his stick though, is that I, he said, I do not get sick. That was. <laughs> so you've been pre-programmed yeah, to be able to, to think, think that okay, way. Okay. But, but if we were to say in a perfect scenario, if everything were perfect, um, and that doesn't mean that you were in a bubble. That means if we were going around and if I was eating the perfect diet, which is impossible, perfect sleep, perfect right. stress, perfect uh, exercise, whatever, that my body would be strong enough to ward off illness. Okay. I think you could conjecture that. Conjecture. Okay. Yes. but that's yes. a, And so everything that I do differently is, is a deviation from that and yeah. a more open door for the possibility right. you lower the threshold. of sickness, illness, and disease. And of course, yeah, we're way beyond, uh, not way beyond, but I mean, I'm, 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 you know, way down here then is what we do to actually cause type two diabetes and arguably yeah. cancer, which we need to come to <laughs> on a, on a different show and stuff. Okay. So, so there we are. So, but you and I have talked about for a long time. Um, obviously we are, Doing all the things, eating, sleeping, exercising, trying to you know have a good stress response, all these things to make ourselves literally more resilient. Okay. So physiologically, mentally, or no, let's just say physiologically, if that's fair. Okay. We're doing those things to physio. And so everybody listening to that, they're thinking about what they eat, what they, you know, how they sleep, uh, their, their uh, stress, all these things that we talk about in every show for the literal, tangible mechanics of I should be stronger and more resilient. So let's, okay. So now let's set that over here. And then, cause you and I have wondered how much benefit do we get from the very fact that we think that we should not get sick? We get some. <laughs> uh, well, I, that, and there it is. And this, so there's, we're talking about the placebo advantage of, uh, it's kind of the old quote of, uh, you know, who is it? Henry Ford or whoever said it, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. You know, the, kind of the, the uh, self-fulfilled. Well, and didn't Zig say something about 90% is something and 10% is, is something else about how you I think about it and you think yeah, about your attitude. It, yeah. So we're talking about an attitude, which my gosh, I mean, my life is, well, so is yours. It's a personal development, you know, standpoint, but we're talking about a literal placebo and what is the placebo of, you know, I interviewed, here's, here's on, just on this aspect, I interviewed. Uh, Donald Miller, one of my favorite authors of all time. And he talked about his mom had some little, you know, Walgreens purchased plaque or something that she put in his room that said, or something, you know, he he made fun of it, but it was his name. And somehow it was extrapolated that his name means fearless leader. He doesn't know where they got that from. He's researched it since then and wonders how on earth did you get that from his name, which is (laughs) Donald something uh, Miller. But it always stuck in his head. 
And here he is today, and he's a leader. He says it always stuck in his head. He always had this feeling that that's what he was supposed to be. How much did that program him down that direction? Yeah. So we're getting into the big, you know, thing of 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 uh, our mental yeah. programming, self fulfilling prophecy. But this is, and so you know, to, to come down to a, a high. What if I have high blood pressure, and you give me a pill that is complete nothing? Mm-hmm. It's it's sugar pill. saline or yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever sugar pill, whatever you get. And I'm, and I may feel a certain way. What if the minute I take it or when, when do you take that in the morning or night? When do people take a both? Okay. Yeah. Both. So the minute I take it, I you think my blood pressure should come down and I calm down. I, and th- there we are. This is, this is a, and this is a deep, deep topic. I know it's, it's, it's back to the kids. I mean, how often do the kids come in and ask for a band aid? And you put the Band-Aid on that has no benefit whatsoever, but it makes them feel better. better. And they go out and we all laugh at that. But here we are as adults. And how and I and of course, I'm afraid that the negative placebo is what we are most suffering from is the things that we think about ourselves. I am bad at that. I am handicapped. I am weak. I am susceptible. Yeah. Remember when we were discussing the ideas in that book, Hardwiring Happiness. And so much of the guy, his, the, the premise was choose to think the way you want to be. Yeah. And, and I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it's the same thing. He, he's saying that what you do habit-wise will not over, what you force yourself to do will not overcome what you think about yourself. So here I am, you know, fasting right now. And if I am just gritting my teeth and doing it, but thinking of myself as unwell and obese or, you know, whatever, he's saying you're not going to overcompensate for that. Let's let's go right into that because uh, we we talk about fasting a lot. And our world has grown up with this idea that if you don't fuel, you're you're broken. And and so on the flip side of fasting, though, the exact same amount of fasting where you choose to fast, if you are in a... um, a concentrate. If you were in prison and there was an infraction and they said, you don't get to eat for three days. The biochemistry of those three days is dramatically different. I, I would suffer. I would be on the floor in a fetal position, <laughs> moaning. Woe and gro- is me. Woe the is me. The pain of your hunger would be. Right. Ten- and not only the pain of your hunger, because hunger really, well, here, here we are. And if people are listening to this, we, we get stuck because every single sensation you have is in your head. Right. So when you feel your fingers and I'm feeling my shirt here, it's a signal neurologically to my brain that translated as soft. But if you if so starvation is very different biochemistry than fasting. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not a an idea or whatever. That's true. So. You almost can go no further than to because I we, when we talk about fasting, you know, most Americans when I say, yeah, you should be able to go three days and it ought to not really, you know, bother your how fast you run a mile time or whatever. But, oh, my gosh, the perception of that is torture. And I and so we work on them and say, well, don't think of it that way. Because I'm living it right here, so I'm on. <laughs> I, I'm on. Uh, I'm on day two, three. So I'm. Three? At, I'm, I'm coming close. I'm over sixty hours or something. You're coming up to seventy two hours tonight. Yeah, and I'll go till tomorrow morning to make it eighty four or, or whatever. And my gosh, if I was, if we were on the road or driving through the Sahara and broke down and couldn't eat. <laughs> You would be starving. I'd be starving. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm lightheaded. I'm I'm seeing shapes and and whatever. But because I've chosen to and I'm in my regular world and I'm just not eating and I'm expecting. Well, I I have pride in the fact that here I am and today I can go out and work out. I'm doing three shows today. I'm thinking cognitively well. And that's what you and I were just, we were just debating about the words around this upcoming afternoon. Now you're you know, you're on day three. I'm on, I'm on hour 20. So on, on my, you know, track right now, I'm trying to do one meal a day for a few days a week. I like the empty feeling in the afternoon. Now you're two days empty. So it's, you feel whatever you feel. Oh, it's Wednesday afternoon. I haven't. So my last Sunday night sustenance was Sunday night. That's right. And uh, you and I now know, okay, you can still 
do what you do. Well, and we're, we got to do a show on this again because now <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, when can I ever say I'm actually hungry? I, I, you I, have removed the okay. privilege of yeah. actually being I mean, my kids are going to, you know, miss <laughs> lunch and then that night, oh my gosh, I'm starving. When do we eat? And I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's the same. We have the same topic of conversation when I ran the marathon. It's like, when can I ever say that a 10 minute run feels like a long time? Yeah. Yeah. You can't ever say that again. Don't, don't, secret to life is just keep your expectations low, right? Well, remember when we were joking about all of functional medicine is about, yeah, just don't do anything. Don't do anything. Don't eat. Don't eat. Breathe less. Yeah. Sleep more. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay. So, so here we are in placebo on looking at this, but literally if you have a patient come in here, I mean, we, well, we know that we used to talk about that, Randy. I haven't talked about it in a while, but back when we first founded this model of the practice and I was doing sales and it was getting the phone call and somebody talk, they usually come here and looking at paying a big ticket out of pocket, no insurance. And they usually do it because they are at the end of their rope. They're exasperated. They're frustrated. They're scared. They're whatever. It's usually an emotional feeling for the, most patients and just getting them on the phone and saying, How am I, I understand Oh my gosh, I understand. You know, having compassion. sense that. (sighs) Yeah. And then saying, yes, and Dr. James has dealt with that and he's gotten results. And there, yeah, that deep sigh of relief. And so we'd have people cry, you know, I'd have ladies especially cry on the phone that there's actually somebody who understands and there's hope for this. They would would cry. And we realized, my gosh, they just got better right then. The healing is beginning. Of hope. Yeah, of hope. Then they walk in here, they pay the money, their expectation to get better uh, is high. Now you have though had a patient or, you know, patients who have come in and cause we've wondered why on earth are they here and paying money? Cause they are negative. They're and not, not to diss them, but they're, you know, that they're so beaten down mm-hmm. by w- whatever. And they come in and if they do not believe they can get well, if they feel that they're uh, compromised of, and a, a lot of those guys want subconsciously, I think maybe secretively are they're at the end of, uh, you know, six or 12 months with me. They're like, we'll see, even you can't even help me. Okay. It's another notch on my, how sick I am. Which is what got me to at the beginning going, look, if you're coming here wondering, will this work for me? The answer right off the bat is no, it will not. You will work for you. And that's, we get kind of judgmental with that Mm -hmm. feeling, but to, to some degree. So again, we're back to the power, of, and I, I don't know how to frame it, Randy. I mean, the power of placebo, because how do you go manifest placebo? This is such a mind game. Have you ever heard of Joe Dispenza? Yeah. So he wrote uh, The Placebo Effect, and he Oh, kinda, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of got into the science totally of it. Forgot. And the science is, it's, it's remarkable. What people have done, remarkable in terms of healing, uh, that have no other explanation other than the power of the mind, what we're talking about, you know, I think I'm going to get well, therefore I do. Remarkable, remarkable stories. Now, at the same time, there's Mrs. Smith over here who, greatest, sweetest person, whatever, but still succumbed to the cancer or the XYZ thing. So... Right. And we're, so, so that if, always still exists. So if you've got yeah type 2 diabetes, are you just going to placebo and positive think your way out of it? As you're eating cake and ice cream. Right. But if but if we're looking at... Well, let's, let's take the high blood pressure. Medic. So, so here okay. I am standing here today. And if I had high blood pressure um, to say, okay, Dr. James, so you're just saying I should just, you know, think my way out of it. Uh, positively, maybe so. Or do I just take this pill that has this magic ingredient in it to get me out of it? Is that going to cure it? Maybe. So. Well, actually, it doesn't cure it. It just manages it, right? Or, or do I give you a sugar pill and convince you that... Now, in America, that's illegal. Like, it is... Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Well, you mean from a doctor? Um, yeah, yeah. Mid- as, yeah. As a medical as a, doctor, a, I'm not allowed uh, to use the placebo effect, which... How dumb is that? 
Think about that. I am not allowed. Even when you know that. I mean, they've done the studies. To I mean, let you think that you're getting better when you're not. I yeah. have to tell you, no, 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 you're, you're sick. Because we could come on here and cite <laughs> however many studies where they took this control yeah. group, this control group, gave them the actual med, gave them the placebo and the thing. But I mean, the point here, you know, what's in it for the listener and for us right now is what do, what, how can we benefit? And if we're going to say that this resides on the choice, the pursuit of having a positive expectation and faith okay. for your health in addition to, I mean, like, like take exercise. So I'm going to go out, I mean, every day, generally, I'm going to go out and exercise. So that's the question that we can't answer is how much benefit do I get from the literal breathing deeply, stressing the muscles, and how much do I get because I just think of myself better. Right. And we and don't know. And you think the exercise is helping you. Yeah. And, and so we'll never be able to tease out one effect from the other. I mean, this, this is uh, so Lance Armstrong, who's always a bad example because all people think about him as the lying and the performance enhancing drugs. Aside from that though, he was an amazing athlete, amazing, you know, disciplined guy. And I knew enough. I didn't know him real well personally, you know, race with him some, but, but knew enough of him that he got so much, he had to think that he had trained better and more than anyone else. Again, take the performance enhancing drugs off the table, but he had to do that. And I realized that, that his confidence was in that, whether or not he was actually the best trained when he got on the line. He just had to think that he had done more. Oh, wait, whatever works for you. I I would sometimes come to the line thinking, I haven't, because I've got kids and I've got all this, I haven't trained the best, but I can suffer more than somebody else. And I would, man, I'd end up some of the races with my, the, the, the vessels in my yeah. eyes, you know, blown or however that works, yeah. you know, bloodshot, blood red eyes. And okay, because I, I, I see you going, whatever does it for you, dude, yep. whatever you think that will benefit you, will benefit you. And it would, but, but, you know, we would never look at somebody who is suffering with gangrene and say, man, you got to have a positive mental attitude about this. And yet we would say that, but we would agree with that. It's yeah. What you, you can have gangrene and be worse. <laughs> like if you're all negative or you could have it and be, you know, positive. And that's where even in true life medicine, I'll, you know, you're, you're never as well as you could be. And you can always be a little bit weller, right? It's just, where's your, okay, let's come, let's come to, to make it, put our money where our mouth is. So we will, what is this? This is March, 2021. Hopefully within the next 30 days or so, we're going to be coming and saying, Hey folks, we have nutritional supplements, true life. We're going to be launching our, we're launching our our own set. And they are about, uh, what are they? hundred bucks a month for the basic package that we're going to be advocating hundred bucks a month for somebody to get that. And we will not, nobody will be able to say what's the benefit. So if you start taking, if you take their blood work, so if you do advanced diagnostics, right. do a big blood test, and here it is. Ahead of time. Yeah. And then you're, we're going to say, okay, take our you know, recommended, Dr. James recommended nutritional supplements for 90 days, which is generally your timeline to, yep. to see. And then do the supplements again, or, or do the mm-hmm. advanced diagnostics again and see, oh, this measurement's better. This measurement's better. This measurement's better. But we also know that by somebody coughing up a hundred bucks a month, their expectation, and then and then physically putting that pill in and swallowing, their expectation to get better. If we did just do sugar pills, folks, I swear to God, we're not. <laughs> but if we just did, I would say everybody's going to get better a little bit. Yes, and we know that it's Hope. that is scientifically proven. So that's Ho- hopefully the, more in addition to an actual ingredient that does fill a void. But well, that's what that's what when. You know how I roll off the randomized double-blind residual yeah. drought? So double-blinded means we are controlling for placebo effect. That's why double-blinded means the patient is blinded as to is this the placebo or the real deal, and the doctor giving it is blinded. Okay. So there's a secret code somewhere locked away that's not going to get unlocked until you know years later at the end of the study. Yeah. We know that. For example, very famous medicines like Viagra. Mm-hmm. The FDA will say you're only going to get approved if you meet, if you have this much percentage of people more than placebo. Okay. Well, when you talk about very nuanced things like libido or, you know, depression medicines. 
So Paxil, Prozac, and Prozac was the first one. So for it to pass as this really does do, and here even me using the words, like really does, like how many people got less depression because they thought they were going to get less depression? Mm-hmm. Well, those that was the blinded arm, and it's a very high placebo effect, almost 40%. Hmm. So 40% of the time. Now, the real medicine might have been 45% got better. But then a billion-dollar drug based on 5% better than a sugar pill. Mm -hmm. Viagra, same thing. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. All of those kind of places where the mind figures largely in. Now, this doesn't figure largely in if you break your leg and, you know, what's your pain tolerance level, right? How much of the placebo effect are we turning off of people when we say, oh, like I, my dad's a doc, so I grew up with the phrase, oh, that's just placebo effect. It's a, it's a negative thing. Like, I, no, oh, that's just all in your head. 
Thank right? God. That's how we yeah, speak. yeah. And this is what I'm. This show is to flip that and go placebo effect. Awesome. Uh, yeah. You should praise God. That. Yeah. 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 And but we would look at that and we'd say, no, you're you're just positive mental attitude. You're just fake. You're faking it till you make it. You're that's not true. So now what we're this show is about. No, it it is. But we are so far into the mind, into the quantum realm, that we're, it's, it's like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. When you try to pin it down, the minute you focus on something, you've lost it. Well, so, so take the supplement. So if somebody were to hear us, I wish we were launching them right now so we could be legit. But So when we do this, we're, saying, we're trying to get you know, people to convince them of the benefit of 100 bucks a month for these foundational nutritional supplements to help bolster your health. And if you buy those and say, man, I've listened to these guys, I trust these guys, I have faith that these will actually help me. The fact that you think that will cause those increases the likelihood likelihood of help, the percentage of help. Okay. Yeah. And conversely, if you buy them and go, man, this bunch of con, I'm going to take them just to prove them wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. You will. And you'll actually take those things in the bitterness that you'll swallow <laughs> along with that pill. Uh, you will get you will get worse, and that's it is your, terrible. Your health is your own darn fault. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it's you know, yes, and it's the so we're into the bothness. We're into the power of and it's uh, big medicine. We're in the power of faith and belief. And, abs- absolutely, and, and saying. <laughs> That if somebody takes the medicine with faith and belief, they're more likely to be getting better than if they take the med or the therapy, whatever it is, with an unfaith and unbelief, yeah. you are more likely to not have a good outcome. Okay, let's talk about sleep because I wrote that down and thought, because if I think my exercise <laughs> or my supplements or something are, you know, placebo effect, then but you I that, think you can do well on six hours a night. I, yeah, and there I was I was wanting to push back, but it's been interesting as I've been wearing this whoop monitor thing, uh wearable device and looking at it and I'll have the day and it says, "Man, you are 98% recovered. You should be able to rock the world today." And I'm and I'm really sitting there thinking, "Man, I kind of don't feel that hot." And I've even gone out on rides or runs and felt like I feel like I should be floating, but I don't. I don't really. And I've had the the converse thing true where it comes and says, man, your score sucks. And I go out and I feel pretty good. And I'm, and then I start struggling with my own placebo effect on what my expectations. You know? And what would happen if like you, you have one of those down kind of days, like, I don't think I could do it. If I put a hundred bucks out on the bar there and said, you can have that if you cross 15 pull-ups. Yeah. How much more likely are you, it's, you feel no different. Mm-hmm. It's all in your mind. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've thought about that, you know, when I start the, ugh, I don't feel like it's in there today. Like I can get to my, I can do more than 15 now. I know you can, <laughs> <laughs> jerk. <laughs> um, but if somebody, so 20 is the next mark. Yeah. If somebody put, or if I'm going to lose a hundred bucks if I don't get there, I think I could get I, there. You probably I pull think it up. Yeah. The adrenaline or the mindset or the whatever. Here's another thing, like in college, I remember this with friends and you know, you have to pull an all liner like, oh my gosh, something has happened to them. I, I just got to burn the midnight oil um, or you had something to do. And I remember we had a project and we were going to bed at two and this person, my, my, my partner was saying, oh, tomorrow's going to be so horrible. I can't believe mm-hmm. we're going to bed. Like I'm like, just, you were doing something good. You spent the time. Uh, it's for a worthwhile cause. Just be happy, but just mm-hmm. be okay with it. And they, it changed their, it totally, their world. Oh, well, I experienced <laughs> it not long ago. It's in the past few months where generally I'll come to the evening. And I think, oh my gosh, I, to, yeah, to pull an all-nighter, there's no way. And then we had uh, somebody that needed to go to the ER late at night, and I ended up up most of the night. And then you're just like, well, what are you going to do? And, you know. You could be super grump and ruin the whole next day about it. Yeah. Or you can just or deal just with it. Or I get an extra cup of coffee today. <laughs> you know? I mean, so at, at the at the core, not to cut this off, but at the core, we're, we're talking about whatever you are doing regarding. Let's say, let's say the proactive things you're doing to bolster your health, your feelings, your expectations, your faith in those. We can't put a percentage on it, 
No. We can say they are significantly important. You can thwart them or support them by what you expect them to do. And I'm wanting just to make that a tangible piece of the pie of, of, of saying, here's the ingredient, here's the habit, here's the whatever, and how you feel about it. Let's get that on the table. Like for you with a patient to go, okay, let's also not talk about, because you've had patients where, you know, you're going to talk about one, uh, well, heck, my, my wife, she, she talks about this openly. You know, she has to look at fasting and nutritional uh, regulation carefully through a different lens, through a yeah. lens of having, of dealing with eating disorders yeah. in the past. And, you know, it's always a part of her to some degree and what her feeling it's is. No around. different than if you had had a, you know, terrible bike rack and hurt your knee, you would always bike a little differently. Yeah. Carefully. Yeah. And that's where that's wisdom. But that doesn't mean that she can't fast or that fasting is always going to trigger her to negative. Right. We just need to get the, so we're talking about awareness. How do you feel about this healthy activity? So in the clinic, I don't, it, my perspective is not, oh yeah, let's get that on the table. I start there. Okay. And, and the question is, Kevin Miller, what is your definition of true life? And of course, I'm coaching people into the, at the end of the day, you are going to say something that we're going to call well-being. Mm-hmm. The first things underneath well-being are going to be resilience and capacity. Mm -hmm. And then under that is going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to get off blood pressure medicines and diabetes and all those kind of things. But I want to be a better Kevin Miller. And if you are getting off of those medicines, it doesn't mean you're a better Kevin Miller, but you're more likely to be becoming a better Kevin Miller because you know your, your physiology is working better. Yeah. The mindset, the expectations, the faith, the hope, the belief is all wrapped up in that and that's my phrase is what is true life yeah and every and all of us ebb and flow you wake up on the wrong side of the bed there's monday there's friday there's springtime and 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 wintertime i mean a thousand variables banging in on your head but today for people listening if you can conscientiously say i choose to lean forward into and, and here it's like, do I say the word positive? Do I say the word happy? Do I say the word right well-being? Do I say what? And we're in that world of, I think, your own awareness, to come back to your word, of what you're thinking is, is the critical thing. To, to actively go into that with that kind of mindset would be the prescription. I, I, I keep thinking of that. Yeah, if we are to take the audit the list of here are these healthy activities. If we go through the four, you know, primary areas, the input, what are you putting in and, uh, you know, your movement and your sleep and your recovery and, and all these things and look at those and write down the things that you want to do, think you should do, whatever, and audit those for the feelings. Are, do you associate fear with any of those mm -hmm. or doubt or bitterness? I mean, mm -hmm. how many people have come again, going back to the early days of patients here where they're on the phone, they're bitter. Literally, I mean, they're, they, pro, they called here, but they're going, seriously? Right. Can he really Cost help how me? much? Yeah. And he's really going to have something more to say than the five other doctors, mm -hmm. natural doctors, you know, I've already met with, so, you know, a bitterness. And then where do you, okay, so let's take that though. If you, well, we were just talking about that. So I, I in this fasting, I know, or I believe, have faith in logically looking at the data that it is good for me. It is mm -hmm. good for my cells. I'm looking at the data of my own physical measurements and I'm seeing less weight, less fat percentage. Um, I'm also looking at some of the whoop things and I'm wondering if I'm coming through, I'm conjecturing maybe some of the cellular regeneration. Mm -hmm. And now my body, it's giving me good stats on the fasting days. My sleep is, so I can look at all that stuff. And yet I also know that I am struggling with bitterness here at not being able to eat. And not being able to eat. Didn't you tell John, he said the same thing. He says, man, I'm feeling depressed. And you said, well, then eat. Yeah. Don't, on this fasting regime. Uh, that, that's right. Like the, the root of bitterness, the poison of bitterness, it might be worse for you than the value of this other thing. That, that could be true. Like the guy who's smoking, I say, well, don't quit because you'll kill your wife. Well, because you, you did that. You, so you had a patient a long time ago, right? We, Here, here's the extreme example. The, the Americans freed the Holocaust victims and they wanted to give them a chocolate bar. You'll kill them. Oh. You, you can't. That, that, 
Here's a good analogy for fasting and the mindset and things like that. Americans are suffering under the trauma and the burden of we are bringing home into our bodies too many groceries. We're a, an affluent society and we bring groceries into our bodies three, four, five times a day. And we can. And we mindlessly do that. Groceries, groceries, groceries. We're over-nutriented. We are under take out the trash. Because groceries produce trash. Life produces trash. And if you don't have a good balance there, so metabolically speaking, this is anabolism and catabolism. And fasting is a great take out the trasher. So my son's job is to take out the trash. Now he can do it knowing he's going to get an allowance at the end of the month and and he could do it with a thank you for the opportunity to do this kind of thing or he could do it extremely bitterly, Mm -hmm. right? The trash, and at some point I'm going to say, I don't want you to take out the trash. I'm going to do it. And if he's bitter, he'll do a worse job. It's a worse he'll leave job the toilet paper that was on the yeah. floor around there. He won't Break put the, the trash sack. Uh-huh. All kinds of problems. It's a good analogy for what's going on in the body. The trash still gets out and you're better off than you were. But now you kind of made a mess over here. It's like, well, I don't even want you to do that. So just keep your stupid trash in there. And that's where Americans are kind of hung up. Well, to a literal degree, though, we have a lot of people, and the trash is not getting out. And it's that's not the getting build out. Build up of plaque and arteries. And yes. Stuff. Okay. And in every, almost. Okay. So diabetes, hypertension, all these other kind of things. What is diabetes? Too much nutrients coming in, not enough trash going out. What is plaque on the inside of your arteries? Same thing. What is dementia in your brain and the plaques and the tangles and the and the biochemistry? It's growth. It's anabolism. So we are addicted to feeding our appetites. Yeah. And we are consequently fearful and bitter at taking out the trash. Just don't eat. Just go to bed on time. Just stop and take a deep breath. The world is not going to die without you and you're not going to die without lunch. Mm-hmm. And yet here's Kevin, you know, three days later and you could be really bitter or do the hard work of saying, okay, I'm choosing not to be bitter. I'm looking forward to my tomorrow morning breakfast. Well, I know because it's stupid because like last night my wife's like, oh, she mentioned about food. She goes, oh, God, right. You can't eat. I said, well, I can. I can. I can go out today and buy, I I can buy an infinite amount of food. Cake and ice cream. I'm choosing not to. I'm just irritated with my emotional state of. And her saying you can't actually create a little bit more irritation. Yeah. I have the right to be bitter. (laughs) And this is stupid. I'm doing this to myself. And, 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 and there we are dealing with it now. Okay. So it's, so on the same side then, so saying that we can take the good thing and make it better with our positive attributes, expectations, um, this isn't a a complete, but we can overhear and do something that you might look at and go, gosh, technically that's not a very healthy, I wouldn't put that on the healthy list, but you get so much joy out of it. I'm going to say it's a going to be okay. I don't, even, I don't even have a great... I do. Okay. This has been studied scientifically. Okay. <laughs> so, you know those word association games? Yeah. I think we might have done this. In the, so, um, what's the average American response if I hold up a picture of a big, deep, dark, rich piece of chocolate cake? What do most Americans think? A birthday or something? Did I get it right? <laughs> no, you got it wrong. Okay. But most Americans will say... Or let, let me let me do, and and you do the same thing to a French person. So this has been done. All right. And you you know take a thousand people, hold up a piece of chocolate cake, and what's the most common word to a French person? Hmm. They say celebration. Oh, birthday. What do most Americans say? Oh, is it fat or sugar or something? Guilt. Guilt. Now imagine that you're eating that with guilt. Now, this is the French paradox. So Americans eat less fat than the French do, but we have more heart disease and yada, yada, yada. And the French paradox is they eat a you know glass of wine every, or a bottle of wine every night or whatever they do with foie gras and all this fat stuff and French white bread, and they have less heart disease. That and the conjecture is exactly what we're talking about here, that they do it with an attitude of joy and celebration. Well, my, yeah, my daughter was over there. She says, oh my gosh, it's like 10 o'clock and we're just making our food. <laughs> and it's white bread, and red we're wine. Red wine, we're and, eating all night and partying and, all night. And she said, they don't even sleep super late as a result of it. But it's this a celebratory, uh, joy. reverent, we could even call it a sacred. <laughs> yes, there you go. And uh-huh. here we are and we're just wolfing it down. Like we're usually in front of the TV. Usually in front of the TV. In the car. Or at yeah. a desk. I'm, over s- I'm, I'm continually amazed anytime I'm with people at how much they eat and how fast. 
I think it, yeah. Do you, you, I you pay $30 you. Yeah. for that plate of food. Don't you want to taste it and savor it? And we don't, we eat it like somebody's going to steal it or, you know, we got to run. It's the Passover and, and, uh, it's, it is, it's a weird thing. And obviously we're suffering from it. We are suffering from it. I don't even know where it came from. I mean, I haven't done the study to go back and why do we, I mean, we get used to that feeling of super fullness, but why do we eat so fast? I don't know that one. Did we? I don't have an I, answer I don't for you there. The, the, I th- a combination of all of these things with meals in the car and, and uh, the lunchtime, got to get things done, per se, like the world's going to die without me. And it, 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 it kind of boils back down to, you know, we land on these fundamentals. We land on these, the, these foundational things about, you know, so, but it's also, it's, it's the foundational thing, but it's the infiniteness of the complexity of what we mean by input. Not just what goes in your mouth, but are you, how do you think about what, how did you prepare it? And are you going to chew it? And are you eating it at a desk in the car or with somebody you love or in front of the TV? Or do you have guilt in the background? And everybody does, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody is coming to the, nobody can come blank. So you do have a mindset about the meal that is getting ready to happen or not. Yeah. And you... So we're back to awareness. So today, everybody listening to this is going to be a little bit more aware. And you do have control. Now, you don't have control if you're unaware, but yet you do. This is that subconscious piece, right? You can have control over your breathing and slow it down and speed it up and all of that. Uh, but most people don't. They mindlessly breathe. And they now studies have been shown. I can't remember if we talked about this, but if you're doing email, mm-hmm. your breathing changes. If you're talking to a client, your breathing will be different than with your wife. Yeah. So it does change and it's all in your brain. Yeah. But if you're more aware of that and say, okay, before I go in with that patient, let me just take a deep breath and Mm -hmm. be myself. And then I'm going to be a different person. And I have control over that. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't guarantee that I'm going to be happy and successful and, you know, whatever else. It sure increases the likelihood. It's yeah, you said the awareness. The I am sometimes of yeah, my voice, even my you said your breathing change. What about depending on what I'm doing or who I'm talking to, my voice changing, the inflection, inflection of yeah. that. And I have to, I watch my my shoulders and yeah, I'll find myself too. with my shoulders up yeah. and I've been let them yeah. down like two inches. Yeah, like what am I doing? Just yeah. sitting there and it now imagine that in your heart. Yeah, there's going to be more plaque. Yeah, there's a growth signal going on of we're in trouble. Imagine that in your brain. There's going to be more chance of dementia. I know it's, it's daunting. And this what's, yeah, draws you to just the pursuit of peace. And like we talk about me all the time with meditation. Now I was thinking about that a minute ago, you know, the act of taking a minute, five minutes, 50 minutes, whatever to meditate. You know, again, I got a question that, you know, how much is the physiological benefit as opposed to, well, if I just sit there and meditate for five minutes, I think I should be more at peace. Okay. Okay. Whatever. You're probably more likely to I, be. <laughs> I, I was chastised. It's been years ago by a guy. It's actually a guy you know, but uh, about it was about supplements. I posted something about supplements a long time ago, and he criticized it and criticized me just giving money to these people and that it doesn't really help. I just think that it does. And now I'm saying, well, great, because he's a guy who actually is very pessimistic about life and he thinks everything's out to get him and he's going to be ill. And he is. And, he is yeah. and so, again, back to that thing of how. So, so, yeah, a culmination of this is how do we are we aware of how we feel about these things that we're doing? And, and to some degree, I want to elevate that to say if there's a healthy thing that you're doing and you're bitter about it, it's probably not healthy. Let's let's do you, do get you that on the table. Yeah. Do you remember what Ariel said to you on the muse, the muse lady? And, and uh, you, yep. I asked her about when I should uh, meditate. So Ariel Garten, she's the founder of muse. We had her on one of the shows. I don't know what episode. And I asked her, was it, when was the best time to meditate? Would I be better to do it when I know I'm kind of already at peace? Or is it bad to do it if I know that I'm kind of stressed? And she stopped you right there and uh-huh. said, the fact that you're aware. Yeah. Is, is the main thing. Yeah. That's what her mission is, is to increase awareness of, oh my gosh, I'm stressed out. My shoulders are hunched. Uh, uh, and to unhunch them and be aware of what led them to be tense. 
Because she's the second person on meditation. I also had uh, Johnny Powlard on. He's another big name in meditation. Oh, and I had Dan Harris, the ABC <laughs> news anchor. So I've had three people. Am I meditating every day? Nope. Nope, I'm not. But but you're more aware. I am so much more aware specifically of my, well, just like we talked about, my shoulders mm-hmm. are up here, or I'm breathing hard, or what's my posture, or how am I feeling? Am I worrying? I, I'm more mm-hmm. aware just of worry. Um, I'm daily aware. Again, I think I'm thinking about it, maybe especially during fasting. I'm thinking about it more about what am I worrying about? And the fact that I am such a worrier, and it has no relevance to the circumstances. There's no circumstance that you can pose that I can't find something to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) And me step back going, I, I, what am I worried about? Am I going to think I'm going to end up dead or homeless tomorrow? It's not going to happen. What am I worried about? So I'm on the awareness train. Yeah. How much benefit is that? Huge. I would say. Yes. Huge. As much or more so than the fact of actually sitting down. Not that I shouldn't do that also. Um, uh, so and, and do a budget and, and do a budget, get, whatever. So back it. to the nutritional supplement, the fact that I'm taking it and I think I should feel better is a huge benefit. In addition to hopefully ingredients in there that actually physiologically are going in there and in a neutral state outside of my mind and helping me as well. That's right. And that's where I think if we got chastised by like, even when you and I are developing this nutritional pr- supplement and you want me to get pinned down and say, okay. But this is going to help. No, 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 no. We, we, we cannot say that. Like, we have to put on there, this is not intended to diagnose and prevent or treat a disease or whatever else. No, but if, if you subject it to a randomized double-line procedural trial, then there's, like, like there's lots of studies about vitamins and supplements that, that return equivocal results, negative results, positive results. It's all over the map. But at the end of the day because of the things that we've talked about before and that we, we, you know, from a supplement philosophy, at the end of the day, if somebody is taking them, hoping and expecting that they help them, placebo effect or not placebo, we cannot, right? Like that, that's even the attention effect. Do you know that your physiology changes when somebody pays attention to you? Attention. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like that's known as well. Like that's the high. No, I know. If I'm sitting here talking to myself and you're looking at me rapidly, I'm getting a dopamine hit. (laughs) (laughs) That, and it would be a different attention dopamine hit if it's your wife looking at you Mm -hmm. or an enemy looking at you. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when we pay attention to something, we change the nature (laughs) of the object. That's so funny. If we have an attractive woman over here checking me out and a cop checking me out, (laughs) very different feelings. And very different feelings that I'm making up. And if somebody, and if I'm looking at you and I don't know which one's looking at you, I'm saying, yeah, your heart rate went up. Mm -hmm. Your dopamine went up. I I have no idea, but one feels it's the same heart rate, same adrenaline, same dopamine, same whatever. But over here, there's a fear factor. And over Uh here, there's a joy factor or whatever. Yeah. You going to call that placebo? Sure. Yeah. It's what I... So let it work for you. What I'm thinking, I was going to say what I choose to think. Sometimes it's not a choice, but it's a natural thing, but it's what I continue. At the same time, you can be training yourself to worse reaction to the cop or even a different reaction to a not your wife woman. Right, right. right? Like that can be trained. 
Okay, so so one of the so what about the, the aspect just of lean, there was a who, who was it? Uh, it's in recent times here about half. Oh, I, I do know it's a uh, shoot. I have to go over there and look at my thing. It was uh, on happiness. The guy's book. You know him too, Doctor. Uh, Har- is it the hard one? Who is that? Han- Rick Hansen. Hansen yeah. Rick Hansen. And he talked about in the aspect of happiness. One of the key ingredients is so if we look out there. It's you and I. We go sit out on the deck on a warm day. We look at Pike's Peak and we go, oh man, it's pretty. And we go about eating. And he's saying, no, 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 no. If you want the benefit from it, stop. Take a deep breath and go, oh my gosh, thank you, God. Look at that and spend a minute. Let it sink in. He's saying that that difference, just that awareness and uh, embracing engagement yeah. is so powerful. Okay, so yeah, let's take the yeah. same thing here and say, what are those healthy things? So today you're going to get up and do your devotions to sit and think, man, I'm so grateful that I have a desire to even get up early enough to have this special time. Your benefit just yep. shot through the roof above and beyond the doing of the it. actual do it. Yeah. Same thing with the supplement. If I take the supplement and go, man, thank you that I can afford these, that I even have the awareness to take those, and I take it with joy, gratitude, expectation. Boom, the value yep. just went up. Even more than just neutral. So let's yep. say a lot of people are doing these things neutral. I just go out and I mindlessly exercise that we're saying, no, don't. Go out there and go, man, look at what I'm able to do. Look, Think about what this is going to do for my body. Boom, my benefit yep. just jacked up. If I could do that with a stupid fasting right now <laughs> and go, thank you. And I, I am going to benefit so much. And I would, as a encourager, I would say, you are. Yeah. Right. Like more than 99.9% of people, you are now on your third day. Now it's tough and it's hard, but you are. This is my fourth week of three days. I mean, what is that? Four times, what is four times seven? I can't do the math anymore. 28. 28. And three days, three times, 12 days out of that, not a bite of food. Just under half. Yeah. Of your days of existence for the last month. And I got to turn that around and think, because I'm thinking, that's terrible, but it's great. Tonight, my body's going to eat fat and my cells are going to well, regenerate. That. You are totally upregulating your AMPK. Totally up. You're totally taking out the trash. My energy, and my clarity right now is like, I, you're, it's never, you're doing been, with a never been better. It's, it's a great house cleaning. You're downregulating mTOR. And when you downregulate mTOR, that upregulates all of these house cleaning kind of things. Now, if you stayed not eating for about 40 or 50 days, you're probably going to be starving almost to death. Yeah. So let's not do that, right? But let's have a really thoughtful, aware, good attitude about I get to be well on the third day. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, doing those longer days, it the choice to let it feel adventurous felt good. Yeah. But... The more you do it, the less it's new, the less adventurous it is. It's more rote. It's more frustrating. The harder it is. And I'd say, yeah, don't let it be thought of that way. Whatever that means to the individual. Well, whatever that means. I mean, it, it, this, this brings me, there's so many. I think this is such a great topic and I think support for the health-minded people who, as we talk about so often, are a minority. You are oh, yeah. a minority and, and almost a, and, and a, not the word, abuse is a bad word, but I mean, most people, a lot of people get crap for being healthy. Oh, you know, Barbara, lucky. Bro- Barbara brought her healthy food to lunch, right. you know, at You're the swimming upstream. Yeah. Oh, John's not going to eat, you know, whatever, or they're doing that thing and, and think, oh, they're those healthy people. They think that they should be. They say, the, yes, I do. I the health think. nuts. Yeah. The health nuts. I think that this. Uh, thing is going to help me, and just the fact of thinking that helps it's me. Healthy. So yeah, it's, so to, we could go to the flip side of Rick Hansen, right? I, he had a word for it. I forgot, but it was ten seconds of well, hardwiring. Like yeah. that's the whole point is hardwire that good thought in. Yeah. Don't wolf your food down, but taste it, smell it, feel it, anticipate it, and hardwire that in. Hardwiring in happiness. Because what we're built for is the natural reaction of hardwiring in negative. Mm-hmm. Hence, we way more pay attention to That's negative good. news. To negative, you know, negative TV shows are way more popular than something that's just Pollyanna positive. Right. Uh, so we have to kind of work against that. But no, it's great because I read something recently about it was about intermittent fasting and the mindset of thinking, don't think deprive. 
Think right. delay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not depriving myself. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna eat. Just, That's where I am. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm doing one meal a day. So this phase, I every day, I get to look forward to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And well, to it's think delay to think about that. Not not deny. So, uh, but uh, to what you said a second ago. How much of the healthy lifestyle do we think of by proxy is denial, deprivation, Negative, bad tasting food? Yeah, and we cardboard. go and we go into it. Ah, it's July for or July, January first, New Year's, and I, I'm gonna. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm right. not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do Your that. Your wife saying, "Oh, you can't eat tonight." Yeah, yeah, and we think about it all in a negative. We are that's the negative placebo effect. You know, this is that we're me, I just is dawning on me that I always thought about the famous story about Jesus going into the desert, mm-hmm. forty days of fasting. Yeah, and I thought, why would he go into this? You You're know, the one who brought this perspective. To so me. weak. Yeah. Like, why did he, I thought he was feasting on the biochemistry of fasting on sustaining himself only on his relationship with God, only on that strong as he ever was, probably. Mentally clear, not in So you brought that. It's just, I don't know if I ever told you. It was uh, John Mark Comer. He's a pastor in Portland or something like that. And he wrote the book uh, on Dallas Willard's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's right Spirit there. Spirit of the Discipline. No, it's, it was. Uh, uh, anyways, I'll come up with it. And he's the one that also brought that to me. Maybe we're thinking about that, that Jesus didn't go into that event Right. At a decimated. depletion, decimated. Yeah. yeah, he went strengthen. Let's get yeah. all the junk out of you. Let you get all the waste out of you. Take out the mentally, trash. physically, whatever, yeah. so that when you are tempted, you are at your yeah, best, at your peak. I mean, like right now, so I'm three days into fasting. I'm, I, I've increased, and and now we're back to the, um, Joshua Spodek. And Sitcha. So he's an astrophysicist. I had him on the Ziegler show a long time ago. And he has, if you top, type in Joshua Spodek, S-P-O-D-E-K, and type in Sidcha, S-I-D-C-H-A, self-imposed daily challenging healthy activity. And that's his point is all these great things that you do. He would say in this context, all these healthy things you did. You did five healthy things today, Randy. You've, you, know, you fasted, you did devotions, you exercised, you meditated, and you... Slept. Yeah, whatever. So those five things, those are all great. The bigger benefit than those five things in and of themselves is what you did mentally by doing those things you did not have to do. There's nobody holding you accountable. You don't get any points. You did them for you. And he didn't use the word pride, really. He just talked about the mental. The the reality of the mental process. Yeah. To get to that point. And that's where. The ruthless elimination of hurry. That was John Mark Comer's book. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The. Back to Joshua Spodek, America gets wrapped up around, okay, what's better for me? Doing infrared sauna or doing cryotherapy, jumping in an ice pool? And, and Spodek, I think, is making a good point is, well, both have their values, but the issue is really, are you choosing to do a self-imposed? Nobody else yeah, is making you yeah. jump in that ice pool. If you think, if like the ice... We were watching the internet thing the other day. There's a guy running across the ice. He jumped in. I just, I felt the shock of it through the TV. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Do I we spend way too much time cold living at nine, nine yeah. thousand feet of us? Cold in Colorado is way different. That. Than, I'm going to do, I'm going to pick a different discipline. <laughs> I'm going for the infrared sauna. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but which one's better? It's like, that's, that's just the wrong Okay. okay. Can I throw something else into there? Because, so you just took, uh, what'd you say? Infrared, uh, light therapy. Or, or, or yeah, sauna or heat therapy versus cryotherapy. Cryo. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'm going to put on there, okay, if we're thinking about benefit and the perspective that I'll get a better benefit, give me a glass of wine, let me sit on the beach <laughs> for 30 minutes. Every day. The peace of watching the sunrise, sunset there. But that's one of those things of it, you know, what depends is how we feel about it. If I'm going to go into that cryo thing with bitterness and fear because how many of the healthy things like you talked about we talked about it before our friend that we both know and you talked about fasting and what was the feeling he had and his response was heck no what no but the other one terror oh yeah that steve yeah uh terror terror i think man dismay fear i think i don't know what your response is my thought is don't do it if that's that's, it right now you got to get past that so right now somebody's looking at uh you know right now um uh wim hoff has made 
so famous, the ice bath. Yeah. And if you look at that with fear, like, you may have a childhood trauma that can feed into that. So, man, don't pick don't something do else. There's right. a lot of things out there. If you have it's, fear and dread and, again, bitterness, you're sabotaging whatever healthy thing you're having. Now, I'm not using that as people to go, well, they said, if I have a negative feeling, don't do it. Well, maybe you need to get past it so you can do that. But I'm saying you're negating that. But also over here, what you can attribute that great feeling to, you're going to support and enhance it. So, so God bless placebo. That's why, again, I call this the placebo advantage. You could call it the, I just did a, a book. The guy's book is the trust edge, the edge that you have when you have people's trust. The edge that you will have when you harness a positive placebo effect. And, you know, it's interesting. We're talk, we come into this by proxy, thinking of placebo effect in a positive light. But we've uncovered that in this, that you can have the negative placebo effect, too. You are sabotaging sure. through your feelings, negative feelings, something that would otherwise, should otherwise be a benefit to you. Sure. Just like fasting. If you have terror... Sure. Don't, don't do don't, it. Don't do that. But see if you can get past. We would still right, say fasting. Train into it. Yeah. You, you, uh, my sister, if you, or a lot of people, if you put them at, at the top of a double black diamond ski hill, there's terror. I would have terror. I would have a sense of excitement. You're, like, you're excited about it. <laughs> yeah, what like, this is yeah, exactly. But you could be becoming the kind of guy that if you chose to put value in that, yeah. then we'll start with the blue slope and let's work on some things over here. And then we kind of come over here. Because really, you, you might, terror might be the right thing to do to protect yourself. <laughs> this last weekend. So I've got my littlest one on the bunny slope. And, f and she had gone down one of the big slopes and it was a bad experience. So she's never going to do that again. I said, well, that's not happening. We're going. We're to. So we do it. She cries at the top. I thank God somehow said the right things, got her. And by the bottom, she's having fun. And we did green, green, green. Then we did blue. And then I explained, honey, you just did a blue. You went from the today, the bunny slope to the green to the blue. The next one's black. And she says, well, can, can sometime we do the black? Not with me, but sure. She can go with Randy and do the black. But yeah, just again, it's such a. I called it, when you're teaching a, a little kid, I call it the Wahoo effect. Finally my, you know, seven-year-old or whatever it was, was going down the slope and went, whoa. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we got him. Yeah. He's always going to like skiing now. Yeah. Rather than my mom who had the terrifying thing and just quit. Like, I'm, why would well, I That's what myself? my wife did. And she, she's a rock star. She's done other things, but she did go skiing a couple of times. She's like, this stinks. I don't like speed, whatever. And so at this point, she's just, ah, it's not something and, she's going to do. Okay, now let's bring that over into fasting. Would, I, I would say, okay, I get it. Like, a lot of your health picture is not wrapped up in skiing. But a lot of your health picture is wrapped up in these four things, input, output, you know, this. Yeah. And the missing fasting of Americans yeah. is neutrally a deficit. Mm -hmm. Now, you can make it worse probably if you go into fasting with bitterness and all that other kind of stuff. And I hate this. Okay, yeah. But I would look at people because this is what you boil me down to all the time. What are the four pillars? I would never put skiing. I would put fasting. Yeah. Like it's, you, everybody does fast. We yeah. all breathe. We all fast. So your awareness of fasting, your awareness of now today, everybody has a placebo effect. Now you're going to be a little bit more aware of it. So let yourself have the placebo advantage. I hope from this episode, you will now say to yourself and others how much you appreciate and benefit from the placebo effect, because it is absolutely true. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 